It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 141. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, All Saints Week, a follow-up regarding the latest DDoS attacks, an old Korean interview with Yoshida, is it Limit Break Radio's last hurrah, and we have fan tweets, but first let's shoot the shit what has been going on this week. Hey, Ruby. Yo, yo, yo. What, what has up? been... Oh, just so so much, just not in this game. So much. <laughs> so much. There's so much to so talk much. about. I'm going to make this into like a six-part series. <laughs> this this episode? I, no, I was just kind of... I, I trailed off. I was thinking of the, the Shane Dawson series. You know, like I watch all this YouTube bullshit, and I was trailing off thinking about the, the six-part series about Jake Paul and psychopaths and sociopaths and... I have no Who's a sociopath in the Final Fantasy XIV community? <laughs> we have Let's sociopaths. delve into a six-part series. Oh. <laughs> brought to you by crappyhelp.com now. Half half the listeners are like, what? Half the listeners are like, ah. Anyway. Hi. Uh, what's up? Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> it's been it's been a good week. I always say that, but it, it I actually played a lot this week. Um I did things. Uh, first thing I'm very proud of is I made an axe and I sold it. I didn't realize this until about two weeks ago, but they have been adding new, uh, craftable primal, uh, weapons. And, uh, I, I somehow missed when the, uh, the fiend, when Sephiroth weapons came out. I guess that was 4.3. I don't, I just missed it. I don't know. Uh, and then Cinna goes, have you seen the Hordax? And I was like, really? Hordax? And uh, I looked, and they are pretty. The Horde weapons are there. They got this nice purple glow. They're reminiscent of the Ramu weapons, but they're not, like, super electric. They're that they're that Nidhogg electric. It's like the, the, the red lightning and the really deep purple cloud. And I like it, especially the tank weapons look really good. And they were all selling for like four and a half mil. <laughs> and Cinna's like, I wish I had one. I don't have any any horde scales. And I had three. Mm. I had been hoarding the horde scales and didn't didn't even realize, you know, like what I was going to use these on. So I was like, sweetheart, here is a horde axe for you. Because I could actually craft these mofos. I'd, I had to switch my... Um, I had to switch my, what's it called? Specialty. Oh, no. Specialization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's nothing now. You just buy the doodad and you switch it. And it's like, you can only switch three times per week. Like, okay. <sighs> I've never okay. switched mine. Might as well get rid of specializations. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're important later in my crafting career, which I've been working on. But uh, I made her one. And then I was like, well, I'll keep one for myself. Like, I'll keep one of the... One of the scales in the backlog, just in case. I was like, but I don't need two scales. So I made an extra Horde Axe, high quality, and put that son of a bitch up for sale, and I finally fucking sold that axe. Nice. So I am a richer man. <laughs> As if gill means anything in this game, but I, at least I made some gill with my crafting abilities. So that was that was a nice, a nice thing. And I have been crafting. I got uh, Culinary and Up. I've been working it, Yelta. I think I'm, I'm either four or five of of eight 
to 70 now. So I've got some new gear, but uh, I haven't melded anything yet. And I'm actually waiting until I get all of them to eight before I put on the new gear and worry about over melding and then learn the rotations and then all this shit, which is, you know, just in the nick of time because this, this fucking expansion will be over in a year and then I'll have to do all this shit over again. But that's okay. I'm happy to do it. And we've got a lot of crafters in our free company. Bell Dandy Crafts, and he's been very helpful to me in rotations and gear and recommendations. And uh, Brock Crafts and your Ulf Crafts mm-hmm. and uh, Spoonie Crafts. And uh, we even have a lot of ex-crafters that you craft. Uh, I, yours are all up. I, yeah, um, I always get them all leveled, but I don't necessarily do anything. Yeah, uh, Cinna used to craft a lot, and her her biggest lamentation is wishing she could meld her own gear. So I, I think ultimately she's been working on hers just for the ability to uh, over meld her own tank accessories. And uh, I don't know. I think it's fun. It's a fun little side thing to do. So I've been doing that. Uh, I capped, obviously. I got my drops. I got some healer drops this week. Um, of course, I'm doing normal. I haven't I haven't delved into Savage. I, I had the day off today, and Bell Dandy sent me a tell and goes, you ready to do 9 and 10 and try to learn 11? <laughs> like, fuck no. I, I, no, not today, please, not today. Too much baby stuff today. Can't do it today. Uh, but I will eventually. I do I do want to learn uh, 09S eventually here in the next month probably something like that i'm just taking my time with it i'm not really pushing too hard um but my gear's good and my gear's good on summoner i'm at i380 because of that nice suzaku book from last week and i'm ready to do some farming on that didn't get to this weekend but i would love to in the very near future and my latest thing because i was just bored uh you had already done this because you did your archer and machinist at the same time mm. bard and machinist are both leveled i couldn't do that i couldn't i couldn't run orem veil vale instead of three times six times and all that no way <laughs> i so know I, mine, were I, I did... mine were already 60 when i when i did that they were already both 60. oh okay yeah. i pushed from uh 31 to 50 oh. uh, in the last like three or four days so um, that was mental, but it really wasn't that bad. Most of the dungeons I had were just really nice. Everybody was kind. Nobody rage quit. Nobody acted a fool. Honestly, like I never had anybody in the lower level dungeons act stupid. There were some tanks that pulled big, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I went healing, and even if I was, it would have been fine. But it was it was enjoyable. The only weird thing I had was today, and I tweeted about this today, Yelta, mm-hmm. was I had a scholar in Orem Vale, and this was my, my last run, no, next to last run before 50. And they were doing ad locs for like 135 HP. And I, at first, I wasn't paying too much attention. They were, they were new. And uh, actually, all three were new other than myself, but the tank, I think, must have been leveling an alt because they knew what was up. Mm. The, uh, the the bard didn't speak, so, you know, no big deal. But they seemed to know what to do. But the scholar was very vocal about, like, I'm brand new. Please be gentle. We wiped immediately on the first boss. Now, they didn't fuck <laughs> up and pull any of the ads. That's usually what pisses people off. That first room just is usually a dumpster That first fire. room just people are like, let me stand in the center. No bad but they hugged the wall we got them through we got to the boss room and immediately just fell flat on her face and it was like oh what's the deal and the and the scholar was like i'm gonna drop i can't handle this it's um 
and they, but they said it in a nice way. It mm-hmm. was like, I don't think I'm good enough for this one. I'm sorry, guys. And I said, your fairy was following you. Put put it in the center. So they put the fairy in the center, and we we lived than the second one. So it's like, okay, cool. Then when we get through like the second boss, I'm watching the actual heels, and the heels are going for like 135 per Adla. It's like that seems odd for level 50. Uh, we get to the last boss. When we get to the last boss, again, we fall, fall flat on our face. And then the tank speaks up and says, what's the deal with the Adlokes? In a nice way. Everybody's actually mm-hmm. really nice. And uh, they said, I don't know. And I said, what color are the lines next to your gear? They said, all red. Like, you need to repair. And they said, you have to repair in the game? Mm. Like, whoa. Yeah. Completely missed that you have to repair your gear in the game. And I don't know how that's missed. I don't know, like, I forget where in the game they say, please repair. And the gear probably now comes at you so fast that you're swapping it before it even loses durability. Except when you get to that last stretch, maybe from 45 to 50. And uh, they missed it. Entire gear, including the weapon, was broken. And we said, if you have anything in your inventory that's not broken, swap it out. And they did the best they could, and it more than doubled the healing potency. We ran it again and did fine. So I'm not saying it's the game's fault. That's good. (laughs) You taught a noob. Not saying it's the game's fault for that. I guess it's just now the speed of 2.0 doesn't uh, doesn't give you the time for that to happen until you hit that wall and it probably was appropriate this is probably the appropriate place in the game that somebody goes how come i can't heal through this and thankfully we had a tank that was not nasty was very helpful i was i was helpful the bar just kept their mouth shut but i could tell they <laughs> they weren't like they weren't bitching or anything they just they were a noob too i think they just were like i'm keeping my head down mouth shut <laughs> And it was an enjoyable experience. I got all three comms. I don't really know why I got all three comms. But um, it was nice. And it felt good. And that person was like, wow, thanks for helping me with my ferry. And thanks for helping with the gear. Now I understand the importance of repairing gear. I was like, okay. And then they hit 50 at the same time I hit. Well, I hit 50 the next run. But they hit 50 that dungeon. So that was kind of nice too. So anyway, it was a good time. Now I'm on to the, the 50 through for the 51 through 59 stretch, which that kind of is sloggy, and then I get to the 60 stuff, which shouldn't be too bad, and I got all new gear, so I'm ready to go. And I like Machinist for what it is. I, I think it's going to get kind of I, – I was reading guides, and I think it gets kind of dumb at some point, and then it gets cool again like when you get to that last like 68, 70 stretch, so – We'll see how it goes when when that happens. Not that I'm going to use it a whole lot. I, I think I like Bard a lot, but um, it's just kind of cool to have another another job, another job within a role. And then all my roles are done as far as caster, healer, and um, range DPS. And then either I work on my tanks and try to catch up to where you are, Yelta, mm-hmm. or I work on a melee DPS and get uh, into that dreaded melee DPS. I'm like, I, I can't hardly face it. The- uh, uh, I was even watching a happy video, Mr. Happy. It's an older video, but it was talking about like comparing all the melee DPS. And I was like, yeah, we got a friend who's like always saying monks 
get the short end of the stick and then you know it'd be nice to be a dragoon and buff some other people and ninja everybody wants a ninja now samurai has all those buffs so which one would i want to start with i think my ninja's got the highest level right now so i'll probably continue with ninja maybe we'll see how i feel after i hit 70 on this machinist i'm sure i got plenty of other stuff to do so that's really it that was my week yelta what'd you do i uh I haven't really done much this well. I, I pretty much capped my tomes and got my alpha skip drops. That normal. That's that's all I did. I didn't do anything else. <laughs> I, I Maple Two Maple Story Two came out, so I've been playing that, and I've been still yeah. playing a lot of Minecraft. So you know, and I keep. Yeah, I saw you in your Minecraft yeah. on Discord. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a Skyblock challenge, so a lot of times you see me on. I'm really AFK. Because mm. I have to stand in my skyblock and let and hope animals will spawn on my tiny little patch of grass on my skyblock. So you know this is this is hard. You have to like AFK to win in skyblock. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I left myself logged in all day today at work, and at one point I went looked at the I can look at the I own the server, so I I uh, remote remoted in on my phone and looked at the server log and my mom is on and she's like, "Are you there?" Send her a message through the interface, and I'm like, "No, I'm not really there. I'm AFK." And then my husband got home, and he's like, "Are you there?" No, he's like, "What the hell?" Because I'm not home. Where am I playing Minecraft at? But mm-hmm. um, no, I I have to get into Alphascape this week because I think I should get pants. I should get. I don't know. I haven't like really spent any of my tomes yet either. I'm not sure what pieces mm. I want or what class to gear out. I kind of want to gear out a caster again. It's I pretty much just pretty much all the Stormblood. White Mage is my main, and I White Mage everything. But we're getting to the point where a lot of people who have leveled up their healers, and you know, you like to heal, you know, and mm-hmm. I I love to heal, and we we both love to heal, but. Occasionally, someone else wants to heal also, <laughs> you know, so when you have a group of eight, right. you can't just have eight healers. That doesn't work. And I like blowing well, some things people, up. Some people do like to primary heal, and so that's <clears> – if they're kind of behind, they're starting back out and their you know, returners and such are going to be leveling their healer first. And you and I have other jobs that are leveled, so that's that's the nice part about the armory system, right? You can mm-hmm. switch – Switch roles and do something different. And as long as you have some decent gear and you know how to hit one, two, three, one, two, three. Um, I learned today that machinist is uh, uh, one, two, one, three, two. So uh, it depends. It depends. Yeah. Well, it gets a little. It, does it gets depend, a little bit more interesting when you're hit uh, getting closer to seventy. There are some uh, other things you things to keep track of. Flamethrower. Yeah. I, yeah. And then there's one. You have to like get overheated to a certain. I can't remember now. I did. I mm-hmm. actually think I like Machinist more than I liked Bard, which is funny. Mm. It just because Machinist just is so not a Yelta, not a Yelta. Um, There's more thing. variety, I think. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just part of it's just it's so different. I usually play either healers, or I play magic DPS. Hmm. Well, I like magic because I don't want to do something I could do in real life. I guess I could stab. I guess there's not dragons, <laughs> but if there were dragons, I could realistically stab them with a spear or punch them with my fists. I would die, but if I did that – but I can't shoot fire from my fingertips. No, So no. that's why I would love to be you know, a mage in a game. Speaking of games with magic and stuff, I've been watching a lot of people play this Pathfinder game. 
and I oh. fucking want it now because it looks amazing. Pathfinder. Uh, so that's Pathfinder's got a <laughs> it's got a new game. You have to go look. Oh well, Christ! People no, on Twitch look. have been playing it, and it looks really freaking good. Because mm, my my so family is, we we love us some Pathfinder. It's a video game. Yeah. Huh? Well, I think it's a it's a story driven. Um, not, it's not really an RTS, but it's kind of got that. It's top down, and there's it's story driven, of course, but you do have specs and things, and it's almost like a. It kind of reminds me of those old D and D type mm. games where is you it, build. You have a party or, of six. Is it Kingmaker? Huh? Is it that one? Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what the hell it's called. I've just been seeing people <laughs> play Pathfinder, but it looks uh, great. The animations more, look great. I need more distractions, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to spend sixty to seventy more bucks on a game. Oh my god! I just, I just, I just threw how much money buying fucking loot crates in MapleStory to stop me, stop me from playing free to play games. Okay, we need uh, listeners. We We need need an intervention intervention. for the loot boxes. Oh my god! Yeah, it was just like I I missed the the summer event for Overwatch and the loot boxes. Now the Halloween one's coming. It's like, oh my god, this predatory shit well i did have fun on tuesday in 14 because we got on and we chatted and we, you and i decided that we didn't really have any news so we're like oh <laughs> and then it's like we did have to well, wait let's, let's hop into the game so we we ran an expert and i actually i think i black mage i couldn't remember how to black mage have not black maged in like three patches i like leveled it and then never played it again so I don't. At one even point remember. you said, "Where's my scathe?" I heard. I, you did, say I did. I did because we were moving. Right, the tank grabbed the mobs, and we're on the move. And I'm like, "Where's my scathe?" I don't know. So I'm sure my DPS was abysmal, but we seemed to do all right. No one cried. I don't remember anybody being like, "Pick it up, bitch." No one cried. No one died. I don't think so. Yeah. That was uh, that. That was fine. I don't. What did I do? I don't. Oh, I think I you healed. Maybe. Did you? I healed. Did I heal? You had to heal because Maybe. we would never have gotten a cue. Oh, we wouldn't have got a cue. Yeah, yeah. so I healed. I say, nobody died, so then there we so go. Yeah. I feel good. <laughs> I'm I'm still stunned that I've tanked both of the new dungeons because I never tank anything current. You know, I only tank stuff when I'm already so overpowered for it. It doesn't matter. But, I think it's great. Yeah. So I do. I do want to get back in. I want to finish a relic. And I have to get my ass back in. And I, we, we've been talking in the free company again about doing um, our challenge log party. Uh, we might be doing Ugh. a treasure map party tomorrow. That I, sounds fun. I haven't. Yeah, they're they're so nice to do. To just you know, make some gill, put your feet up, get on to chat. You know, nothing's very stressful, and it's just barely exciting enough where, which makes it sound boring, but there's like the randomness, and then you know how hard the it'll be and then are you going to get like bonus mobs thrown in and you have to kill them quickly or kill them in order and it, it keeps you on your toes a little bit uh, it's that random shit i like so mm-hmm. but no that was uh, that was my, that was my entire final fantasy i'm probably going to try to play over the weekend because i haven't i haven't gotten any I, i've done one dungeon this week so all right, listeners, you can come shoot the shit with us on the website. Go to www.gtffxiv.com. The first round is news. We did wait till we got some news because we figured mm-hmm. didn't didn't just want to hear us talk about what we did this week. But uh, yeah, we are getting All Saints Wake. Come one, come all to the Marvelous Masquerade. It's a seasonal event from Thursday, October 18th till 
Thursday, November 1st. It starts in Old Gridania, as per usual. You have mm-hmm. to be level 15. You have to have completed It's probably pirates. So, oh my god, the minions. Ruby, the minions are so cute. Minions the, are cute. The minions t- are very cute this time. Little Yang, every now and then he gets a little bit closer. <laughs> Get a little bit close. And then the other ones, the first one says turn around. Little Yin is turn around. Yang is every now and then he gets a little bit closer. And now I will not turn stop. Turn around yeah. every now and then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then we get a pumpkin pastry platter, a pumpkin party penance, and familiar paw prints. All three of these are housing items. So, well, I guess everybody can have an apartment. I, I was going to, like, rant on... <laughs> Uh, not everybody has a house and rar, but it's except for on extremely populated servers, I think everyone can have an apartment, and you can have a, a house, a room in your free company. So, if the you're... the only thing that we can bitch about, I think, is the unsellable market prohibited, which last mm, yes. two weeks I sold like an old wallpaper mm-hmm. I had from maybe two Halloweens ago or something like that, and it sold for quite a bit, and I I just miss when this stuff is up because. You may not have a house today, but you might have a house next year. And mm-hmm. so it'd be nice to pick up some of these items well, outside of the Mog Station. Well, and how many... I remember I used to do all these events. Ulf did too. That's how we made some of our money. We used to do these events and then grind them out and get a, extras, hang on to them after the event is over. People come back and be like, hmm, and, they, and you'd sell them for big bucks. I sold many of those like Christmas trees. The mm-hmm. cherry bushes, holy shit! Those oh cherry God. trees, I sold several so of those. You know, some of, even I think even like some of the Easter barding and other stuff was sellable, and they don't weren't always sellable during the event or even in the patch after the event. They used to like sometimes unlock them even later down the road. So you kind of were, mm-hmm. you kind of got to, but then they realized they could just make us pay real money in the mock station. Yeah. Uh, this has that cute artwork, like if you click on the, the little oh, eye in the that. top right corner, it's got a cute little witch, and it's got the two ghosts, and it looks like it's in Hawk Manor. And... Oh yeah, we got the big window and the doors. Uh-huh. Is, there, is, and, that a, is it a party going on? Because there's a lot of people there. Well, it does look like a party, and it looks like all the little outfits from previous Halloweens. You've got the ghost outfit. You've got the vampire-looking thing, the, the hats. She's carrying the witch's broom, which is the mouth that we got. Mm. The Aramin is there. So it's uh, pretty cute. And I like the story. I like Continental Circus. They usually – it's the um, – what is it? The maestro? What is the guy's name? I can't oh, remember I can't his remember name, his name. But... And, he's got uh, the pumpkin head. The big pumpkin head, and he, you know, there's always some hijinks where they're trying to turn everybody into imps and and all that. And uh, it's usually a very, very cute story. When there's usually like this dark undertone, right? Mm Because usually there's some like actual evil plot going on. And then it just gets completely destroyed, and everyone thinks it's just funny. But there's usually just like some horrible horrible thing and then you find out that they use chocobo dung to make the cookies do you remember that <laughs> yes i do <laughs> and we'll have moldy cookies now because oh they yeah must be doing something else with the cookies yeah i don't i think i don't mind that i don't mind them 
changing the items in there into moldy and giving you new ones for this year. Yeah. Makes you have to do it every year. All right, there's a follow-up regarding the intermittent DDoS attacks. Uh, that was mm. posted on October 9th, and uh, I didn't even read this, but I had seen that we were having DDoS attacks, and they've been, you know, they're doing defense measures, and it screwed a lot of people up. A lot of people didn't get to raid th- that week, that kind of thing. I, I my, uh, my Twitter feed was blowing up with the chaos uh, data center like chaos uh well, server chaos got or something, major issues major mm. issues and it's going on across all the servers i haven't noticed a major slowdown on primal uh, but it is happening across and it's been going on for at least a week maybe two now because this was a follow-up from i think october 4th um or following up from a previous uh uh notice from october 4th and i saw this on reddit and yoshida had a really good example in this of how he explained ddos attacks so in this notice if you scroll all the way to the bottom he explains what dds attack uh, attack is but then he gives the example of for instance Imagine if an enormous number number of people with fake tickets lined up for a concert. This would disrupt the workflow of the concert staff and prevent them from doing their actual tasks. Because a large number of people are coming from various locations at the same time, it would prove difficult to locate the person distributing the fake tickets or to prevent people with fake tickets from lining up beforehand. Uh, and people on Reddit were kind of blown away with like how simple of an example this was to explain how DDS uh, attacks will work. And uh, I thought it was pretty pretty nifty deal too. I wish it wasn't happening. I got a buddy that I work with and he's in cybersecurity or does some cybersecurity. And I'm like, why would somebody DDS attack a fucking MMO unless they didn't get the drop they wanted or something or if they just – they just like fucking with Square Enix or the service. I mean, th- can you get data this way? I don't think so. This is just fucking with the servers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any reason to do it other than to be an ass whether they're trying to negatively chaotic evil. Um, yeah, chaotic evil, you know, just just somewhere there's some evil lord sitting on his you know, throne laughing that his minions have, you know, pissed off those final Thank fantasy you, nerds Lucifer. right <laughs> yeah Praise you beelzebub yeah, it's just like i don't know i i don't know why you do it other than to be an ass it's kind of funny too because it must mean that final fantasy 14 is interesting enough to be bullied i guess you know what i mean hmm. you know there somebody's like well, let's fuck with final fantasy 14 all it does is make us crabby but we're not going anywhere like, we need reasons to bitch on this show, right? <laughs> I know, right? Come on. I don't know. I have pretty bad internet anyway, so I wouldn't even notice that if... I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't even notice. All right. There was an interview uh, with Yoshida from Korea. This is a bit old now, so I think we're just going to... Um, I think. Well, thank you, Reddit, by the way. Thank you. Who posted this? Sunari 96. So, uh, there's three big questions that aren't, you know, old, super old. 
are, are, well, irrelevant. The first one is, question, are there any differences in popular demands between global and Korean Final Fantasy XIV communities? And the answer is, generally, there's no real difference among them. We notice there's a culture of difference and play styles that define the region. For example, the North America region by far has the largest population based on statistics on login and server traffic. Many adventurers spend their time on new content for about two months whenever major updates come in. Once they're done with that, they simply go back and play other games till the next major update comes in. Pretty efficient way to enjoy Final Fantasy XIV. On the other hand... Korean Final Fantasy has a large chunk of population who continue to stay regardless of the major updates. Along with them, there are waves of new leaflets and returners. What is new leaflets? Oh, new leaves. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. And returners of every major update as well. We found that Chinese adventurers do not use Duty Finder, if not rarely. We happen to find a bug in Party Finder that we never observed from the global server just because there were more than 5,000 listings in the party finder in Chinese Final Fantasy XIV. It's that kind of difference of preference of gameplay we saw from Chinese adventures. We don't know if it's simply based on their cultural background or not, but it's already noticeable how they do not use duty finder as soon as they hit 15, level 15. That's interesting, because over here, we're like just, I have trouble remembering to tell the free company I'm going to run my expert, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I have trouble... I'll like go into an expert and as soon as I go in there, you know, maybe someone else might say, Hey, anybody want to do an expert? And I'm like, Oh, for Christ's sakes, I was sitting in a queue for 20 minutes and I could have just said, Hey, I want to go into an expert and probably been able to, you know, have to match with less people. So culturally, you know, it's interesting that Chinese players just, cause the game, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how it's translated, but in English, it basically says enter whatever content using the duty finder. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't want to speculate too much about why the Chinese would do it differently um, culturally. Um, you know, maybe they just have a tighter knit community with between their own friends that play the game, or maybe it's the word of mouth how the game spread. It's different. I I, I really don't know why. At level 15, you wouldn't think, let me just use the duty finder, click the button, and go. And it seems to me like if you did that on a Chinese server, it would take forever to load up. So you might as well go to the party finder because everybody else is using the party finder. But I can't imagine saying – like today, if I had put up a party finder, running Orem Vale, please join me. <laughs> no, and I occasionally no. do see those. I see those. I'm sure you I do. see those for and like first timer, whatever, and I, I it's it, it kind of tickles me, kind of makes me smile because it makes me think of, you know, we used to want to band up before we went into content. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, I guess I can see it to some extent, but not on the on that scale. So that's interesting. There was another interesting tidbit that came uh, out of this paragraph or this answer from Yoshida, and that comes about the North America mm-hmm. stuff. Because if you read the comments to this Reddit, the the comment from Yoshida that says, pretty efficient way to enjoy FFXIV for North American players, sounds more like a tongue-in-cheek than it does like a praise for North Mm, America. Yeah. Which it's more like, yeah, thanks for playing the game and then quitting as soon as you gobble up the content and then come back whenever we make new content because everywhere else continues to play the game – throughout but not north america they leave as soon as they finished gobbling up the content and that i can speak culturally on (laughs) 
because I am a North American. And uh, if we don't have something to do, we drop. You know, like I, I managed to stretch my goals out. Uh, but then when other games come out and they're more popular or I have a, a stronger interest in them, I won't play 14 for a week or two at a time or I'll just jump on to get some minimal things done and, and then take off and play something else. So, uh, yeah, we like content. It, it almost goes back to that one time that he ran uh, Crystal Tower with a bunch of North Americans. This was maybe half a oh, year yeah. ago or so. And then was like, why does everybody just keep running and just destroying the boss and running and not, you know, enjoying their time? It's like, that's, we're here to get this shit done, Yoshida. We we're, got things to do. But they weren't slow walking through the Yeah, we RPA. weren't walking together and holding his hand and, you know, I want to share a Coke with Yoshida because <laughs> he is my friend. No, we got shit to do, dude. Let's go. It's North America, bitch. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I get not, you know, I don't, I I don't always like running as fast as humanly possible, but especially because it wasn't, it, it was already well old content by then that was, you just were doing it to do it to get your reward anyway. It wasn't, you yeah. know, go, go run something with people on the first day where you don't get yelled at for watching the cutscenes, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing, or where you don't get yelled at for not keeping up or people pull the boss. And at least now when the door slams down, you can still get in if you get there late. So. All right. Question. Final Fantasy 14 has often been compared with World of Warcraft. Statistically speaking, how close are we to WoW? So I'm assuming they're talking numbers of players kind of thing, because the answer is, until League of Legends broke the world record, WoW had with 12 million active in-game users. WoW is the role model we look up to rather than a rival. Deep in our hearts, we want to be a game loved by as much as WoW even now. And then he goes on to say, I happened to visit Blizzard's, Blizzard Entertainment last summer and meet uh, J. Allen Brock, who was the CEO at the time. I was able to meet the WoW team because we share a common ground as MMORPG, including our battle content designer and localization team member as well. It was more of a fan meeting than a business meeting because I'm a fan of Blizzard as well. Hmm. He didn't really say... Really answer the question. He's just like, well, wow, has a lot of. We have 14 million active. No, 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 not active. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. We have. We have 11... an infographic. We have an infographic for that. And, you know, I'm sure WoW has its own, you know, gold seller problem, whatever. But, but if they, but if WoW really could say they have 12 million active in game users, that's, or was actually, right? That dropped. That's their, that's their height. Right. Yeah, that's that's the height of popularity. And I've heard people bitch about the new expansion, and you know, it WoW ain't everything like it was in its glory days. It's still a great game, and it has that nostalgia factor. It's got great lore that it's built upon. It also has a shit ton of expansions, and it's a lot further down the road than fourteen is. So to expect fourteen to be on the same level as WoW, no, that's not really a great comparison. However, we've had our complaints with. 14 having features that were more like vanilla WoW than WoW today, even though it's 2016, 17, 18, when certain content has come out. And you're like, really? 14? You don't have this feature already mm -hmm. implemented? How could you? How dare you, Yoshida? <laughs> so, there, so there are things that could be worked on 
is continually to be worked on. Um, and I think 14 has its own, its own love. I, I don't play WoW for a reason. Um, I couldn't really tell you what that reason is other than everything glows green in WoW and that annoys the shit out of me for some reason. But I, I'm just not – I'm not attracted to WoW or any other MMO that's out there right now like I am to Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. It's the look. It's the feel. It's the it's the Final Fantasy behind it, that lore, uh, the music. Um, I can tell you why I love fourteen. I can't tell you why I don't like the other things, but I can tell you why I love fourteen and why I loved Final Fantasy eleven, and why that still calls out to me sometimes. And there's still mm-hmm. that nostalgia factor uh, with it. So that's where the love comes from. It's a smaller niche community. Like other communities are, are smaller and smaller as you go with different types of games, but they love that game or that genre with their whole heart and. I feel like you and I and and the listeners here and those that um, play 14 have a love in their heart for 14 that's special. It's different. All right. Uh, The question is, I liked this one, by the way, guys. Is free to play something you have not considered yet? And Yoshida says, absolutely not. It's a business after all. We look at profits through games. However, we consider the close trust between developers and players that's simply trying to maximize the profit in a short period of time. Games like Dragon Quest Builder recently released in Korea and Final Fantasy XIV are in a similar in that sense. It's all about if these guys made that game, it's safe bet to that all. It's safe bet to pay. And he's just saying, I like the other game by that guy. I might like this game. So, in the developer's perspective, we think that the quick profit is not the right way. Even if Final Fantasy XIV is making sizable profits surprisingly well, we do not want to push players to reach further in their wallet. Instead, it would be better to encourage at least two to three times the population with a lower spending per individual, establishing healthy continuation of three to ten years in sight. Hence, we have no plans for free-to-play at all. In addition, this social game market in Japan is in rough condition. Many games do not last past two months, and the way I see it is the broken trust between the developers and the players by looking at the profit than anything else. Only thing left out after all the games born and dead were characters and IPs. Yep. I, I like I like that because he had said years ago that definitely they would look into free-to-play and see if that was a good fit or whatever. And at the time, a lot of us were like, no! And as much as we bitch about the cash shop, I know I bitch about the cash shop, they really have, I think the stuff in there is too expensive and whatever, but they really have kept it. They still churn out much more awesome stuff that we get with our sub, right? There's a few things in the cat. There's a couple of emotes. I have been like, I have to have that. And a couple of outfits I've bought or mounts or whatever. But they've they've really not made us reach super deep. I'm still not happy about it. But uh, I I don't know. I'm playing MapleStory 2 right now. And yeah, I can play the game for free. But damn it, I want that cute witch Halloween dress Uh that you can only get by buying the loot boxes. For three dollars mm. each. Do you know what the do you know what the Jesus. average no, three bucks? Three bucks. So I was reading Reddit, and this is why Final Fantasy fourteen going free to play scares me. I've played other MMOs that are free, 
but you get you either barely can get XP or you can't play certain classes or you can't play on certain maps or run certain dungeons or anything cool or anything with the profession. They they make all these paywalls. But so in MapleStory their Halloween event just started and you the basically there are these loot crates. You can only buy them through the cash shop. $3 each crate. There's a 1% chance of any of the items on the list in this loot crate. And if you get something you don't want, you can actually recycle it into these coins that you can like buy, I think, specific items. But to get the full set of like this witch's outfit, the average is $124. <laughs> uh-huh. I do not need that that badly. I bought a few crates for science, got a bunch of shit I don't want, and I'm just like, nope. But I, Terrible. but I did it in Fortnite. I don't know how many fucking pinatas I. It, it's addictive, right? It is. It's really addictive. It's a big problem right mm-hmm. now. Everybody's talking about this, and I, and a comment I wanted to make about that was I was watching a video today. It was about I don't know if he's a Kotaku writer or something. It was some criticism about Assassin's Creed, the new Assassin's Creed game, and one one journalist, a respected journalist in the gaming community, was saying, "Hey, it's not that big of a deal." But this this guy with the YouTube video was saying it is kind of a big deal because they've made a a single player game, but in the end game, if you haven't done every side quest and grinded to some extent. They've added, hey, you can pay to boost your XP or boost whatever for a single-player game. A single-player game, XP boosts and kind of not really loot crate, but but items to boost your character. Just to beat a single-player game. Mm, now, that's, that's not gross. even into... Ah, oh, it's gross. That's You've gross. already paid for it, too. Mm-hmm. And And then we're not even talking about the gotcha shit. We're not even talking about these cell phone games. I'm sure that's what he's talking about with these uh, games born and dead characters mm. and IPs. All these games that are cell phone or are these small um, online games that are just basically buy this shit, gamble, 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 gamble. The gambling thing is such a big deal. You know, the EU banned it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a huge deal right now. I remember my brother... Uh, I'm gonna blow up my brother here. Uh, he he and a buddy managed to get a hold of my parents' credit card oh. when when EverQuest came out. Now this wasn't for loot boxes. We're talking about nineteen nineteen something, okay, <laughs> nineteen ninety nine or two thousand two or something like. I don't know when this was. He managed to get a uh, a credit card and and. Uh, subscribe to the game. This isn't even loot boxes. Now, if you think a kid can get a credit card to subscribe to a game, with the ease of paying now, some child, and I mean that, a child, a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 9-year-old, could just be on these type of very pretty, very cartoony type games and just cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Mm-hmm. And you may say, well, the parents should be aware of that. Well, I'm saying, again, they can steal a credit card or a debit card or whatever else. And, uh, you know, you can't watch your kids 24-7. Oh, I'm you more worried about drunk purchasing. 
Well, that's a drunk nine-year-old using a debit card (laughs) is a serious fucking issue. No, a fucking drunk Yelta at one in the morning is like, oh, fuck it. I have a hundred dollars. It's one of many angles and one of many reasons why. There's people with gambling addictions. Yeah. Grown people who are not inebriated and are not nine years old that have a gambling addiction that will keep doing it. And people who are just lonely and they just really want that witch's outfit. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that's just it. It's just a gross kind of thing. And then, you know, other things out of this comment from Yoshida is, you know, I don't want to see this game turn into a bunch of paywalls. I saw the Old Republic turn into that when they went free to play. You couldn't do but like two dungeons a week or some shit or two PVPs a week or a day or something. It was just very gross. Uh, a lot of shit was paywall blocked, and that's one game out of millions that have done this. And... Mm-hmm. um I don't know, a lot of stuff. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders, I think Yoshida's name's in the credits, which mm-hmm. is funny. He mentions that one here, so he's uh, he's got some credit on that deal. He's got his hands in some Dragon Quest shit. And I also heard that they're tr- really, really, really trying to push for Dragon Quest X, an English single-player version, to come across. Oh, so yeah, I retweeted crossed. one of those. I'm like, yes. Fingers crossed. Yes. We like us some, some Dragon Quest. We've talked about mm-hmm. it on the show before. All right. Um, I think all of the other questions are really outdated or don't really and don't really have a whole lot about to do with you know. I don't need to know what's coming in four point four. I don't. I don't either. I'm here. (laughs) All right. Limit Break Radio. They have episode one seventy seven. Press F to pay respects. F to pay Mm. respects. Uh, I'm going to let you take this one, Ruby. So that, I mean, what an ominous title. Press F to pay respects. (laughs) I had to Google that the first time someone's typed it in the game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put my beer down for a second, Yelta, because I want to, I'm going to talk about this. So Limit Break had an announcement. Special episode. Play the music. Cue the music. Cue cue the, cue the special episode. The special episode. Like the one from Different Strokes. The one where the kid gets molested by the bike shop owner. Cue that music. Limit Break is one of those things, one of those shows in the Final Fantasy community, the show of the Final Fantasy community, that is very divisive. People either really like Limit Break Radio. I, I'm sure there's people who are just indifferent to Limit Break Radio. But there, there are – there's a community that really love Limit Break Radio. And there's a community and Reddit that really hate Limit Break Radio. <laughs> All of Reddit. <laughs> All of Reddit hates Limit Break Radio. For what reason, I don't know. I'm sure there are reasons. I'm sure there have been words. I'm sure there have been non-politically correct words used on Limit Break Radio that have put them under the spotlight for one reason or another. Limit Break Radio has been a part of the Final Fantasy community since the inception. Limit Break Radio has been part of the Final Fantasy XI community forever, and then it was, you know, part of the fourteen community. You don't get much more original than that. No, not at all. And the way back, Yelta and I were on sequence break. Many of you listeners know this. Many of you listeners still don't realize this, but we were part of sequence break radio forever and ever ago. And when I was part of sequence break in the inception, go team derp the first few episodes. And then when it was sequence break radio, I looked at limit break originally like a, like a competitor slash rival, you know, it was them and, and Aetherite radio 
And of course, as time goes on, you evolve a style. And uh, I felt like our style and continues to be the style is very, very um, conversational based on our experiences in the game. Uh, Limit Break, their style, I always felt like was a very shock jock type style. And I think they would agree with that. I think Nero would agree mm-hmm. with that. In fact, he had a tweet recently that said, compared himself with the great Howard Stern. Many people don't like Howard Stern either. And I'm not comparing Nero to Howard Stern because Howard Stern is the king of all media. But Limit Break Radio has a very shock jock style in my opinion. And that is a divisive type nature when you're yelling. Uh, it's almost like an episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Everybody's yelling and they're non-PC. And it's funny if you let that – if you let it go. If you just let go and you can listen, they say some funny shit and it's great. Regardless of if you like them or not, they have worked very, very, very hard in this community. And uh, – and have shared a lot of knowledge about this game and have shared a lot of their time and their love for this game and what they do and for their group, their community. I guess that's my tribute to them. But what they really are fucking saying in this episode is they've been doing this Checkpoint Radio stuff. And if you haven't followed them, the guys have been doing Checkpoint Radio. And Checkpoint Radio is more of an esports related thing. In fact, this time last year, Senna and I were on the road to Galveston for a cruise, and we heard them on ESPN Radio. When you can hear a Nero's voice, and you're like, "Who the fu- what the fuck is that?" A Nero on the radio? <laughs> uh, that's kind of cool. And a Nero does radio. I think that's his profession. And now it really is. If it wasn't before, I'm sure it was. But now it it, it is a profession for them um, because I believe uh, Calo Escalia and a Nero will uh will be moving on with checkpoint radio because they were bought by an affiliate and they have a contract and they're actually making money doing what they love and that is the reason why uh limit break radio is on i guess you could call it a hiatus i don't want to speak for them listen to their episode 177 it explains it a lot better than i'm doing here and, and their reasons behind that and what projects they'll continue to do and what projects they, they cannot continue to do based on their contract. But Nika and Juxta are going to continue to run the show. And what they do with that or how they do that, you know, that's yet to be seen. And they're, they're going to continue the episodes for now. In fact, I think Yelta and I are going to be on an episode. Limit Break Radio is going to be at FanFest. Uh, that is going to be Friday night. They're going to do a live episode at this eSports arena there. I will give you more information as it goes, but we are signed up. A ton of other podcasters in the community are signed up. The Crucible are going to be there, Maelstrom Radio, uh, Phoenix Down, I think. Um, and She Heals I Tank are going to be on that panel as well. Noriko Star is also going to be there. Um, Mr. Happy, Sly, I believe as well. Um, mm-hmm. Ethis, my God, they're all there. Everybody you know and love are going to be at this thing. So we're we're going to go. We'll probably be drunk by the time. I think we're going to be like, I'm buying the drink shit too. I'm going to have to. Bought, I'm working. I'm, I'm drinking a drink beer package. tonight. I got to work uh, up yeah. my fucking tolerance. Yeah. So when I go uh, go to this shit, I don't just stumble after the third drink and start you know slobbering all over the microphone. Nero, kill me if I slobber on their equipment. So uh, anyway, 
Thank you, Limit Break Radio, for for what you've done for this community. Um, I, I applaud everybody who does something, whether it's art or talking. I, and I say that because whenever this announcement came up, I, I read comments. I read the evil has been defeated. Evil had been fucking defeated. Oh, Christ, the evil was. If you don't, if you don't like it, don't. One, listen. they're not evil, and then secondly, evil defeated. Actually, they've got a better opportunity. They're making money for what they love. I'm happy for them, and I think we should be happy for people. What did they do to offend you? They just made. They were loud and boisterous on a on a recording that you don't have to listen to. Okay. Anyway. That's all I got to say about it. But we will talk more about Limit Break Radio and this event as it goes. And we will have our coverage of uh, FanFest when we get there and all that good stuff. We still haven't. We got to get together on this, Yelton. We got to figure out what the fuck we're doing at FanFest. Yeah, we got to, we got to talk. We got to talk what, about What it. laptop and <laughs> microphone and all that good shit we're bringing there. And... Well, we're we're bringing a car. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I think I might buy a new car Holy before shit. then because my car, I, well, I have, my car is old now. I've had it since, I don't know, seven years or something. And it's not that comfortable. And I don't know, if you have a husband who likes to drive everywhere, like I know you don't have a husband who likes don't to drive judge me, everywhere. Yelta. You don't know. But I have a husband. <laughs> I have a husband who likes to drive everywhere, right? The man's a truck driver. That's his job. He goes to work and drives semis around, and he loves it. I don't even like driving my car. So uh, we end up on the road a lot. As a kid, my most hated thing in the world was the dreaded summer fucking vacation because I had to sit in a moving vehicle for 12 hours at a time, right? I hate riding in the car. Now, it's better when you're the adult and you get to sit in the front passenger seat, but... If your car isn't very comfortable, that a ride from Minnesota to Las Vegas is kind of on the long side. Mm. So I'm probably gonna buy me, I'm probably buying a new car, or something that's a little. And I, we're Ulf is getting Ulf and I are getting older, you know. Get an uh, RV. Don't tell anyone I said that. He's well, not no, You're not I'm that not old. An RV, but he not that old. You know, the, my husband pushing fifty, right? You know, he's got a bad. You got to push seventy for know. the RV. He, you gotta push that. Yeah, we're not old enough for an RV. But no, it's just, it's just, you know, I, I, I first of all, I have car envy. Kariri mm. just got a new car. So of course, now I want a new car. So, <laughs> to see, see what I can afford. But, uh, no, yeah, so we're, we're gonna drive down. I'll have probably a lot of storage space. I can bring a lot of stuff with me. So if there's anything you need me to bring, I will bring it. That was my long oh. story for I'll bring the laptops and the all microphones. Right. All the want. equipment. <laughs> oh, no. I'm actually, I, it really just hit me this week. And that's when, like, I, I didn't, I like kept being like, oh, I got plenty of time to RSVP for that party, right? It just hit me this week. I'm like, that's enough. This shit's yeah. in a month. In a month, I better, like, have be, like, I already have my laundry done. Yep. Which is which is the joke because last uh, last time uh, Ulf and I didn't make it. You were like texting me, Yelta, where are you? And we're like, we're at the fucking laundromat in Vegas because we didn't get our shit done before we came. <laughs> you missed drinks. 
You missed drinks. I missed with some drinks. So my she plan is I not tank. missing any and, drinks. And um, who else? We had drinks with a bunch of people. It was a great time. You missed I know. that. Do I won't miss, miss it this time. I won't time. miss it. I'm hope we're hoping. I like took. I think we took like Tuesday through like Thanksgiving off. So I, we should actually. We might be down there. Like I'm almost hoping we're down there before anybody else. So be rested. I won't hurt my back. That's the other thing I'm hoping. That's the other reason for the new car. <laughs> Just remember last time I couldn't even walk. You were disabled. Oh, I was, I was, I didn't have a wheelchair, but Jesus Christ, I sprung to my back getting dressed before going down for the, uh, the keynote. The only cure is alcohol. Oh yeah. I, and we drank if I remember correctly. We went to that beer garden, that roof the one, rooftop right? The of the Paris, I think. Oh yeah. my God, that was so fun. <laughs> my, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Olva's looking forward to it too. So, all right. That is, uh, I actually slipped one in here, Ruby. You probably didn't notice uh, what's on tap. Uh, I did want to mention, I had seen the tweet for this. Ask lore questions for the Between Two Ferns panel at FanFest. In Las Vegas, uh, there's an official forum post that lets you go ahead and ask questions. They're going to be talking to Michael Christopher Koji Fox. And (laughs) this is always a fun question and answer Thing and you know I, I haven't even looked to see what questions people are asking, but I'm, you know, please, please post your questions. He said, uh, she says, and then uh, if you have an if you really have an identical question, just hit the like button. They are counting likes, so don't double post your question. Just click that like button. So. This uh, this thread has quite a few posts on it. It looks like uh, people people care about lore. I don't know if you knew that, but Final Fantasy players, they you know, well we have 102 posts. They they like lore. They're interested. These are some questions that I would never have thought up, like mm. the naming of Limsa Lamensa, who are the saints and the forty saints. Where did these tribes come from? stuff that i would never even have thought about did you read the too long too long didn't read reddit post about basically summing up the history of heidelin and why we and the calamities and all that it's it's basically that omega had a murder boner for midgar summer oh what they call him danger daddy noodle it's pretty uh, in like in like wow. two sentences, they basically are like, "What what has fucked up the world this much?" And it's like two lines. It's like, <laughs> "Omega had a murder boner for Danger da- da- Daddy Danger Noodle." So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Damn I should you, find Omega. it. It's funny. It's funny because they they talk about all the stuff that happened, and you know, basically, you know. You know, the, the, you know the Allegan Empire and a lot of that stuff, and you know, I, it it was it was really funny. I should find it and post it. So, oh, there's people who did like screenshots. What what is this in the in the uh, Overworld map above Garamald? And what are these? What is that giant guy? And what is that floating? Hmm. 
Interesting. Mm. Interesting. What is this one above it with all the circles and lines and... Are you looking at the world map? Are, oh, no. Yeah, above it. Are you sure Alphano isn't half Lalafell? The shape of his head is so much larger and rounder than other Elizan, even when accounting for his age. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Mm-mm-mm. Have you seen? This is just funny. Okay. I don't know. I've heard speculation uh, about, uh, you know, who that voice was. We, you know, the spoilers 4.4, uh, but who the voice was at the end of 4.4 calling across the void. And many have said, it's the warrior of darkness. And mm. some have said, well, it's one of the Asian that's trying to get him to do something else. But I've heard it could be old Alphano. It could be mm. a future Alphano that's like, Shit got fucked up in this timeline, and you have to fix the timeline before it turns into my timeline. I, so. You know, I could see five, five you know, patch five point whatever starting that, because, you know, we know we have a multiverse kind of situation going on, and we know Final Fantasy games have had time travel before. I don't know. Are they, yeah. they going to make 5.0 just basically us dealing with Garameld, or... You know, they're going to do other stuff with it. I don't know. They've got to have a little stuff because I've heard some some comments like, how do you have beast tribes in Garlemald if they're just all so kill heavy? And people have said, well, maybe Thavnir. You know, you come up through Thavnir. Or some of the other outline areas will have beast tribes. So we'll have beast tribes in, in that regard. Um, and then as far as going back to the, the old Alphano theory... People have said that the Japanese voice actor for that was the same as Alphano. So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that in five... We're, we're, we're just talking crazy talk now in our after the first hour. Um, I, I'm theorizing that 5.0 will do this split storyline thing again. And I mm-hmm. think we're going to have one that's like deeply entrenched in Garamald. And I think the other one will be, you know, like some resistance, underground resistance. And I bet there will be beast tribes there. In fact, I bet that will be like our first beast tribe quests. And then after we've defeated Garamald, maybe, you know, other beast tribes will emerge or maybe they'll like have us, you know, Eureka is like this whole other place, right? Right. There's no reason we couldn't have this whole other place. Maybe we go to the fucking moon. I don't know. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. I, how, how many times did we think we were going to the moon, right? That cutscene, and we're like, it's oh man. Damn expansion. This, this makes know. me, well, of course, this makes me think of 1.0 when we're like, surely in a month they'll unlock Ishgard. <laughs> surely. <laughs> you know, one thing that pisses me off, I was looking at the menus. I was looking at the teleportation stuff. And you know the foundation, you can teleport to the foundation, of course. But on the menu, and I'm sure it's legitimate, and it says foundation, and the teleport spot is foundation. And I just wish they would change that to Ishgard and foundation, since the foundation is within Ishgard. I just I always, I just look for the name Ishgard. I just want something to say Ishgard. So you're saying you can't keep track of where to teleport? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, I can keep track of where to teleport, but uh, I just I just want to see Ishgard. 
<laughs> you're right. You're not. You're not wrong. All right, then let's let us move on to happy hour. Uh, this one mentions you, Ruby. So, oh, I'll read this. Then. Uh, this is from Ellie, and this is uh, this is about what I mentioned. I think in the let's shoot the shit of our last episode, and I talk about this repeatedly. Most listeners know I have a seven month old son, and it kind of put a put a stifling, I guess you could call it, on my on my raid scene. Yelton and I have raided throughout. 2.0 and 3.0 and in 4.0 i had to put it off to the side because we had a kid and it's really hard for my wife and i to raid at the same time but it's increasingly become difficult to do any content uh just because together i mean i can do content and she can do content but doing it at the same time means both of our eyes are off our son and the problem is the kid crawls now the kid <laughs> Can he pick pull, himself pull, up on the side of the up. couch. Yeah, he can grab he, everything. He can lamps. somersault off the bed like he did on Sunday. He can pull <laughs> the the plug for the lamp like he did today. And unless I want a broken and battered and electrocuted child, somebody has to put the eyes on the kid, or we've got to put him in a playpen or some other thing. And if we constrain him, he whines. And it's just you know I don't want to constrain my son all the time. Oh, we've discussed well, this. It's the lack of real play pens in 2018. That's correct. Not these miniature sized play pens uh, like they have now. Whereas we had ginormous play pens the size of full size trampolines when we were children. But I digress. <laughs> so somebody has to take turns watching. And and Ellie Ellie heard my comments and Ellie writes. Uh, she enjoyed my mention of game parenting balance and emotional contingencies in uh, our GT episode, and it hit home for her. Uh, to Final Fantasy fourteen parents out there who have managed to strike a comfortable balance without residual guilt, could you please lend some tips? So I'm actually – I'm putting that out there to you as the listener. If you are a parent and you play Final Fantasy fourteen, what are your tips for uh, game and life balance. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be 14. I mean, Yelta and I play other games. Well, even and... even other hobbies. How Other hobbies. You know, and that's that's one of my things I was going to say. You know, game parents have guilt by taking some time aside to play a video game while they have kids. Well, and even if they don't have kids, you know, you're taking time away from friends or family or whatever, you know. So, but, you know, it's, it, it's everything in moderation is my personal take. If you, you know, have some hobby or something, if you want to read a book or paint a painting, it's not any different than playing a video game, right? Mm -hmm. If, if you're a normal, healthy, unaddicted human, I should say, because, you know, video games are real easy to just fall down that hole and lose yourself, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I was personally very, very lucky where I got into MMOs before my husband did. And also for the most part, my children all slept through the night by the time I got into MMOs. So hmm. I maybe lacked sleep, but I still, you know, put the kids to bed and then went and played. And then if you, if the kid wakes up, you just have to run with the right people who understand that you have to AFK for a few minutes or understand, just kick me. I got to go. Right. right. But there's, and there's always going to be guilt, especially cause it's video games and video games are pff, 
frivolous, worthless things to be doing. But, uh, you know, an MMO, though, you can't press pause. That's the hard part. So you just got to play with people who understand and you got to make reasonable decisions on, I get a little me time. Right, you and Cinna, you know, Cinna, even the whole last patch, she's got better gear than me, and my kids are adults, right? So yeah. you know, you guys take turns. Yep, you have right now a temporary time in your life, and it's maybe extended, but you know, a temporary time in your life where you can't play as much as you used to. But I don't think it's any different than making time for yourself, doing any other hobby. Just, you have to be reasonable. It's a good take. I like that take. And I don't expect anyone to get a babysitter so they can raid. Well, <laughs> I mean, you could. We could. I suppose. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm i not going to call anybody out on any different parental way they do it. I, I know what feels right for me and my wife and my, my child. So I do what I think feels right without giving me too much guilt. Um, I know Cinna has shared, you know, even taking that me time, sometimes her as the mother. I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's because of being a mother or if it's just her. She feels guilt even, you know, for, for doing stuff outside of the game. I think she took a bath today. Mm-hmm. There's a stigma. Yesterday. Yeah. And I said, she, I said, your bath was quick. That was like 15 minutes. Like, go soak. Go spend time. She's like, no, I just, I feel like I should be out here. And I'm like, the kid's fine. Then it makes me feel bad. It's like, <laughs> you think I'm going to kill the yet. kid? <laughs> you think I'm going to, like, juggle knives with him, you know, while while you're not watching? You know, and that's that's part of the communication aspect where it's like, okay, you know, we both know that we're t- doing the best we can. So we both also need to know when we can take our breaks as well and not feel guilty but I can't speak as a mother. I can only speak as a father. And fathers have the stigma of being able to just walk away at times, you know? Like dads can just be the fun guy, the goofball, and then like hand the hand the baby off to the wife when it mm-hmm. needs the diaper changed. Or he's, he's hungry, dear. Here you go. You know, and that's not necessarily how it is in my house. But these well, I, I know it's not that ain't way producing milk. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. You, but you're also at that very young child stage. Yes. You're going to get in the months that come. What is he now? Eight months? Seven months. Seven months. Seven you're going to get to the point where he still needs watching, but he doesn't need to be interacted with constantly. So you could spend Correct. an hour. He could be, and it gets better as they can draw and color and play Play-Doh. Yes. Or you can like, he can, you, what you got to do is put a little play school play table in the living room next to your big TV or... You know, somewhere you can watch him. You can still like, oh, he's going to put something he shouldn't in his mouth and I can get uh-huh. to him. That's again, running with people who understand I may have to AFK just by yelling AFK in the discord chat. Right. And at the mm-hmm. same, you know, and most of us, you got to play with people who don't mind that a kid is laughing in the background or you have to go make him a sandwich. It, you, I don't know. It's, it, again, I think it's another kind of find your people. Yep. In a gaming situation, you know, and realize that you might have to take turns or you might have to progress more slowly or whatever, you know, but you got to find the comfort zone for you. If you think you need to be laser focused on that child, and this is, 
you know, if if that's if if doing if if taking an hour bath is is uncomfortable to you, then that's not right for you right now. And I, you know, it's also your first baby. <laughs> That's true. I was gonna say, you know, second, third, whatever. Be like, and then you're like, the they're alive. It's fine. <laughs> Shove it up your nose. Have it in one nostril, out the other. You're good. Uh, yeah, he, he, he didn't gone to mouth. the, you know, the outlet with the tweezers yet. My sister did that. I know all these stories. Mm-hmm. Even good parents who watch the kids ha- have these things that happen. Ate some cat poop. It happens. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, I have I've avoided that one. Yeah, thus far. Yeah. Oh, nah. And you're never gonna completely escape the residual guilt because, especially especially a mother, I think, like you said, is always thinks if my laser focus isn't on my child, then I'm doing it wrong. I I work full time with babies in daycare, and I've been judged verbally as has my husband, who was the stay-at-home dad, people said, how can you leave those kids at home? How can you How can you go to work and not stay home with your kids all day? Well, I made more money than him, so it just made sense for him to stay home. You know, it's like, you know, people told him, how can you, this is getting a little bit not Final Fantasy, but there are social pressures and things that are programmed into us to make us feel guilty for doing things that aren't really wrong. You know, if your me time is playing, play 45 minute, you know, run a daily dungeon in 14, then I think you should be able to do that. You just have to time it right. But I don't know. There, and, and the, your, your question says the key words and that's the strike of balance. You know, don't blame yourself for taking some me time. Your doctor will tell you that. Me time isn't always pedicures. Let us know what you think. If you have some advice, I'd like to hear what the listeners say. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm actually, I'm actually ready to get like, God, you're a selfish bitch, Yelta. Don't you ever pay any attention to your kids? No, they're grown. <laughs> uh, no, now I don't. They come in the room and I'm like, hey. Like, where's my damn pizza? Bring me something to eat. <laughs> yes. Son of a bitch. Yes. Wait, hold on. You can't call them son of a bitch. No, that, no, that. That hat? No, I call my son a son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, I've had that where my grown ass son comes in with a p- box of pizza, saying, "Hey, what's up?" and offers me pizza. So this is a true life situation. Uh, we had another response. Oh well, Ruby, you said we're dying for some news. This is on Tuesday mm-hmm. when we had nothing to talk about. We're dying for some news. Is there anything you listeners would like us to, you know? talk about or whatever and ultras ellison came back with maybe a segment where you recommend xiv discord servers could be 10 to 15 minutes each episode you know this is a really excellent idea and something that was in my brain going to be one of the goals of this podcast and ruby and i and kariri talked about it that we would talk about the community and people doing stuff in the community. And part of that would be like, you know, Discord servers or fan websites or some other stuff. And uh, I I don't know. I have I have so many Discord servers, Ruby. So many. Some of them I'm like, I don't even know any of those people in there. So I'm like, when did I join it? How? You're probably trying to clear EX primals. Probably. 
But uh, I think we both ha- enjoy several of the same ones. I don't, I don't even remember anymore. I know you mentioned... Is it the balance? The balance. I've, I've used their, uh, their Discord that's before. That's one I've got. Yeah. Tips oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the Theorycraft and Optimization one. I never remember the name of it, but I know the little image on the side of Discord, what it is. Is that the one that has? Is that the one that has a lot of the like stat weights and stuff? I believe so. Yeah. That's that's kind of where that one lives now. That one's not too bad. And there's a bunch of like, you know, primal server or primal data center raid finder and stuff. But I've honestly never used any of those. But yeah, definitely, we will uh, try to come up with some. you know, Discord servers, because that's the hotness right now, right? People don't even talk in forums half the time anymore. You're like in Discord or on Reddit. So I would also be interested to know, I know there are other Final Fantasy, I don't know, like FFXIV Realm used to be hot. Zam used to be a thing. That has been dead for six months. What are, what are people using? What what are people, what are people chatting? Last time I used Zam, they stole my password <laughs> and credit card information. Um, I don't, I really don't, I don't know. Tell us listeners, what do you use for your discords? What are the, uh, what are the hot discords that you get into and, and chat up with your friends? I'm sure every FC has their own discord and, you know, as podcasters, we have discords of other podcasts that we've guested on or have talked to. And I, I even recently found, and I think this was through the balance was a fan festival one. So maybe we can meet up with people. So if you're on that fan fest one, say what's up to us. Um, but, um, what do you use listener as your, uh, your favorite discord to go to? Back in the day, there were like, like, especially when 1.0 was out, there were like six separate sites I would visit I would take, I had favorites on my browser. I would go every day and check them and commun- you know, chat back and forth with people. I don't even remember now what they were. Zam, I know, was one of them. But uh, and I, I, I go to the official forums. I know I've gone to the Blue Garter site, which has been quiet. Some of them play, but I, I think a lot of them just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of lurkers there, too. Uh, I know FFXW Realm was one of them I have a I've been on there for four years so yeah I'm I, uh, let me let me know what you're using because I'm probably completely we're probably completely missing something all right last call do you have any shout outs Ruby I do not I don't have any I don't have any shout outs either it is closing time then you don't have to go home but you can't stay here you can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website gtffxav.com while you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. That'd be much, much appreciated. You can find us on Twitter at GTFFXIV. You can email us at GTFFXIV at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, personal plugs. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Might have lost some listeners on this one. Fuck you. Sorry. I'll let it that out too. Um, 